Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. This is our friend Lisa from the Chick Crew. And today... We have a doozy for you. Yeah, we're going to talk about a pretty traumatic and intense situation that her blended family went through and how they were able to kind of get past it and come full circle and just some life lessons about tit for tat with your children because that is a hard, hard thing to overcome and navigate when you're trying to love these kids and show up for these kids and compare these kids. So. We're going to get into it. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into the blended family. I feel like than we normally do, um, we get into the dynamics a little bit deeper. So here we go. Okay, you guys, welcome back to part two of Lisa's story. So part two is where this gets, I would say, very interesting. Oh, interesting is the... I think interesting. (laughs) What word word comes to mind for you? I would say intense. Intense? Yeah. So what... We're just jumping right into it. So last week we talked about you having a blended family. You have how many kids between the two of you? Four. Four kids. Two boys, two girls. Yeah. And um, your two are older, grown up. Mm-hmm. His two are younger teenagers in the house. Mm-hmm. And you guys had a major event go down. How long ago? Uh, well, it was right after we moved in together. Okay, so. Before you were married? Yes. No wonder you were saying maybe this won't work or. Yes. It's, it's a coming to Jesus moment. Like, what do oh, we do? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where are you, Jesus? Where are you, Jesus? Yeah, moment. <laughs> no. I, I don't know if I can deal with this one. And <clears throat> it was kind of interesting because, um, as I spoke of before, you know, my husband had relinquished um, the communication aspect of getting involved, getting in between myself and the stepkids about yeah. things. Uh, so this situation was so big, I think so intense, that he didn't even know how to begin to deal with it yeah so thank so then god you were there so then i was the lead again and i was this was very much uncharted territory uncharted waters for me i was like i don't yeah this is some this is well let's get into it what uh, so this is something that people only hear about on the news 
and it was on the news. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's that. Truth be told. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we had been living together. I want to say less than a year, and um, my stepson um, was on a private group page or whatever on Facebook, like a chat room or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, with a couple other guys, and they had some dark humor. And it was around the time of the in those incredible school shootings. I mean, national attention. Everybody was, you know, up at arms. And right. I mean, just awful, right? right. Just complete um, uh, total sensitivity about that. And uh, they were joking around in this in this chat room. And there were some memes that they had created and uh, pictures. Um, I think kind of making fun, but it was just not presented. I think it was with that teenager mentality, and it was yeah. They're just not thinking through. They weren't through. Thinking Teenagers no are insensitive humans. I <laughs> I can attest. <laughs> we yes, have, and we, have, whoops. Yeah. we have a few of them. Um, and and your kid and or your stepson and his friends and all of them are into airsoft and paintball or whatever. You yeah, know, all that, all anything. Yes. and my into guns. <laughs> my I since the day I met my stepson, he's been all about right. the military. Uh, he knows. Everything there is to know about every okay. gun, you name it. Was his dad in the military? No. Really? Nope. Interesting. It's okay. just his thing. Okay. He's and he's in the military now. Is he? Which is very interesting. Yeah, he's okay. finishing his four year tour. Uh, he'll be done. Well, that's year. awesome. Well, yes. Thank you service. for your service. Absolutely. Wherever you're yeah. at, <laughs> that's right. Service. Thank yeah, you. He's overseas right now. But yes. Yeah. Talk about full circle. How uh, that's totally. beautiful redemption story. Continue. Yes. yes. So anyway, long story short. Um, there was somebody that was monitoring this room because of someone else okay. in, in the group. Was this other person in trouble or? They had been in trouble and there okay. was somebody monitoring, yeah, their social sort. media activity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And unfortunately, that person that was being monitored w didn't do anything wrong, mm -hmm. but my stepson did. So. And. Creating this meme. Right. And it was just a little too close to home. Right. And they viewed it as a threat. To a local high school. Oh. And uh, that he was attending. Yeah. At the time. I think he was a junior. Hmm. And uh, so literally, uh, they s stopped, drop, and rolled. Went down to the high school, arrested him. Yeah. Uh, threw him in juvenile hall. And uh, that night... Um, I mean, of course, we're doing our thing. Right. Nobody's talking to us. Right. And um, yeah, you guys are at work, well, right? Right. And where did this? Where did this happen? So there was a meme made by your stepson, and it was on a group chat. And are you able to give us the context of what what the meme was? I mean, I know you probably don't even. It was in. Oh, I I do remember. Oh, you do. I do. Very <laughs> I guess I'll think it's big. Yes. yes. She can yes. see it in her because head I'm right now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Why did you do that? Right. Um. But it was it was kind of mocking some of those school shootings that had happened, okay. and it, and basically it was uh, m uh, mimicking and and referencing a, a type of artillery rifle, okay, that could have done a better job, a better job, yeah. mm. more and thorough job, right? Okay, and so again, let me say this again: yeah. dark humor, yeah, um, not funny right. by any stretch, but still, and not, I mean. Not to make light of this at all, but not even a pointed threat. No. 
I just want to I want to say that for him no. too. Like it wasn't that he was like, "This right. is what I'm going to do, and this is my plan, and I'm going to carry it out." Correct. This was just like in dark humor fun, but that's and like this is what like yes. what an idiot. Right. He could have used this type but of a thing. Right. And this which is, is but insensitive. That's not how the authorities took it, right? No, because it was it was a reference it was a direct reference to the high school that he attended. So oh. it, there was too much of a um, connection. A clear path. Okay. Like there was a possibility. Right. And due to that possibility and with on fresh on the heels of these oh, shootings. Oh, everyone's such, hypersensitive like to it for sure. Answer. So they went in for the kill. And uh yeah, arrested him. And so in the afternoon, we get the notification that he's been arrested and that, you know, he's in juvenile hall. And mm-hmm. and um, my then boyfriend, my father, um, is like, I, I don't understand what's going on. Right. And he calls me, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll meet you there, you know. And so we meet, and we're talking to the officers and such. And anyway, they're, they're telling us what the, you know, what the showdown's going to be. Right. It's going to be in juvenile hall. Um, there's going to be a hearing and blah 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 um we said okay all right got it and um the so we're trying to process it i don't even think we were able to i I don't know for sure but i I, what i remember we weren't able to visit him day one okay um but my um his dad and my my boyfriend at the time was he was having a very hard time with it oh very disappointed in his son he was very mad at the system because he thought this is ridiculous you know this is what he meant i know my son would never, never do, do this, this. Never yeah. do this in a million years, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, yeah, but you understand that that was a terrible joke. Terrible joke. Poor taste and all Poor the taste. things. No yeah. filter. It was just dumb. And so, anyway, long story short, he was dealing with it and not dealing with it very well. Right. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to go see him. Hmm. And I'm thinking... But we have to go see him. <laughs> hey, we're, but we're he's his parents. He's been arrested. His he's parents, a yeah. minor, and he's been yeah. arrested, and he's scared. Right. And regardless of how stupid it was, which I'll be first to tell him and hit him over the head when I see him. Right. You know, come on. Right. There's some compassion here and some empathy. And um, so there were, I think, two days that went by, and he's like, I'm not going. Really? And I said, I am. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. And I'm not saying that I'm holier than thou here. I'm just saying that from a mother's standpoint, again— I, I tell all the kids, I will take a bullet for you. And in return, all I want is respect. Right. I mean, this is the time to take the bullet. I mean, I need to go down there and check in with him and see how he's doing. You know, right. and he was distraught. Did your husband go with you? No. So you did. You made that first trip all by yourself. I did. Okay. I did. I love that you equate that to taking a bullet because what a real life perspective. Because taking a bullet, that rarely happens. Literally speaking, right. but this is like, that is it. This is taking a bullet. This is you stepping up in an uncomfortable, hard situation and showing up even when the bio parent can't. Right. That, that's huge. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just, again, out of love, I, one thing I learned was if you do everything with a sense of love yeah. in it, and I kept thinking about how this you know, his mom wasn't present, and I kept thinking how this was going to influence him. Mm. And, you know, he needed some support. Right. For right sure. or wrong, he needed some support. And so, anyway, so I went. visit. We had a very nice visit. I mean, basically, he cried the whole time. It was so oh, sad. Oh, I bet. How scary. How scary. Was he that type of kid where, you were like, when you got the phone call, you're like, I knew this was coming one day. Was he that type of kid to begin with? Like, were you? Yeah. He had red flags? 
Yeah. Okay. He was always on the edge. Okay. You know, I'm like we have some friends that have a son that have has friends like that where we're like, mm, we're gonna hear about this kid on the news one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I don't. He wasn't always in trouble, yeah. but I think he was always on the edge. You know, like you put your foot over, put your toe over. Oh, you know, dip it, dip it, dip it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, he he was a good kid. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't like partaking in alcohol or anything in high school. He wasn't that kind of thing. You know, he yeah. wasn't great. Was in he school. getting in fights or anything like that? No. Huh? Oh, okay. No. So, anyway, uh, visit him, came back, gave the report. I said, you got to go see him. Right. I'm sorry, but you just, you got to put your feelings aside. Whatever's going on with you, you got you to support your kid. Okay. He needs you. And so we went back the next day together. Right. Um, but they kept him in juvenile hall. I think it was a, to- and of course, this was literally seven years ago, I think. Okay. It's a while Ish. ago. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't, I don't really recall crystal clear the details, but I want to say they kept him for two weeks. Wow. And it was an abnormally long time, time, abnormally long time for them to keep him, um, which was really hard. But I asked him, I said, you know, you need to journal this. You need to really write things down every day and just, you know. um, Call it a journal. Do whatever you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And do whatever you can to process. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then they released him. And then they started expulsion proceedings at school because oh. they were just like unacceptable. Right. We don't want you back. You're a risk. You know. He was a junior in high school at this time. Yeah, I think he was a junior. Okay. And um, we worked it so hard to try and you know have them retain him, but they just wouldn't have it. So they expelled him, and um, and then he went to basically uh, continuation school. Okay, yeah, finish. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So he actually got his college, or his, his high school. His GED, yeah, okay. his okay. Uh, high school yeah. diploma, yeah. And uh, he did very well, actually. Nice. Which was another thing that was kind of amazing, because okay. that's that wasn't his thing before. But uh, they, yeah, but then they slapped a, an ankle bracelet on him. For how long monitoring was bracelet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A long time. Six yeah. months? Okay. And he could not leave the house. It was just like house and school. Or house and school, home. And then he had a job. And so then it was like, okay, now what? And they said, okay, house and s- house, work, home. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. And it went further than that. You guys actually had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had gone out to dinner. This was the next night, I think. Mm-hmm. We had gone out to dinner the, n- the next night with some friends and, you know. Had a bottle of wine or four, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, we were home having a good time, <laughs> and I think we were watching TV, and there was a knock on the door. And this was like at 8, 8.30 at night, right. and um, uh, we opened the door, and there's like four or five cops at the front door. And I'm like, what's up? Yeah, event already happened. Yeah, so. instant buzzkill. And um, I'm like, what's you know, what's the deal here? And um, they're like, we have a warrant to search your house. And I said, mm. search it for what? Right. Um, anything, anything yeah. that has to do with him, you know, possibly doing any type of attack or any type of, you know, community security issues, whatever. Right. And they, and so, I mean, I got up at one point to go into my bedroom and he said, you, c- you cannot move. You have to sit right here with this officer until we're finished. And I'm like, Jeez. all right. So uh, now I'm, I'm angry. Right. Was it like the movies where they just throw everything everywhere? And oh, yeah. Up? Was it? Oh, yeah. They no don't way. clean them up No, themselves. they don't. They do not. They do not. And they were looking for stuff. They were looking for anything. They interpreted stuff that was just crazy. That was like, oh, this is, yeah, this was intention. 
I'm like, you're crazy. That was insane. <laughs> it was a highlighter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And so we went through all that. Um, and, and I got very angry and we, we have, you know, we all shoot guns. We all have, right. we possess guns right. and we, uh, appropriately house them. Right. We had a, a nice, very nice gun case in the garage of which it was locked and responsible we had gun owners. Very responsible gun. Right. Everything was registered, you know, um, but we would all go shooting, you know, here and there. And I just bought a brand new shotgun mm -hmm. and, um, they seized all of our guns, and um, and that was a, I'm not kidding you, that was a, f I just got my rifle back now, and that was, what, what did I say, seven years yeah. ago? Just wow. now got my rifle back, uh, and it was a harrowing process to do. You said your husband's still, he's he still has five or six guns out, yeah. And he still, still doesn't have them back? No. Wow, that's right. So they take this stuff seriously. Oh, yeah, there's no mess yeah. around. Um, how, during all of this, how did... How did you and your husband cope with it? Because now this is his kid. This is your stepkid. It almost sounds like you almost did a little bit better with the initial, like, all right, like, we have to act on this. But how did you guys as a couple and a team work through this? How was it that I feel like if you guys were in reverse roles, it would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I'm done. Get away. Like, I, I just can't deal with this. How did you guys work through this as a couple? It took a lot because I think that my husband was as dis initially as disappointed as he was in his, his son in doing that, doing what he did. He was also very frustrated with the system because, oh, yeah. of course, he's coming from being in the know. He nobody knew his son better than he. Right. But it was like, okay, but you understand, they're they don't know him this way. And what he did was pretty intense. I mean, it right. was very inappropriate. And he was negating that, saying, oh, they've made a big deal out of nothing. And I, I agree to a certain degree. But the point is, he, he, we had to do due process. Right. Right? Right. So we had a lot of discussions about that and what was going to happen afterwards when he got out. And, you know, because then after the ankle bracelet or whatever the hell you call it, the monitoring thing around his ankle, right. uh, once they removed that, then there was parole. I mean, yeah. like they, we had a parole officer that was assigned to him. How old was he at this at this age when it happened? It was all it all happened under the age of eighteen. Okay, so like probably seventeen, sixteen, yeah. junior yeah. year. So do yeah. they did they work on it in like did they because I'm sure he had a trial, right? Right. Did they try him as an adult or did mm -hmm. they no as a minor? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was kind of good. I guess yeah. The, the, if the only saving grace in this, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you feel like did you guys have the conversations that? I often try to, like, w maybe this happened for a reason. So maybe he learned a really important lesson, like nothing's ever truly private, and you have to be mindful of what you put out there. And just maybe that prevented him, f you know, later in life, like even if it's nothing to do with this, but, like, in marriage, perception is nine-tenths <laughs> of reality. Like, I mean, you know. And so maybe Truly. it will help him just life lessons. Like that your Chick Crew show, you try to do like a life lesson right. part. Right. I think that that's, you know, I, I did you guys have conversations about that to kind of help like calm that, well, maybe this is preventing him from a loss later in life and maybe this is a blessing in disguise and, you know, maybe he's doing better in school now because... Well, I, w I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what did you? Did I you think the issue was, and, and I had to be very, very careful because I found that every turn, every conversation I was having was 
revolving around that incident. Oh, so I was browbeating sure. him subconsciously. I mean, seriously, it was subconscious. But I mean, it was yeah. like, yeah, if you hadn't done that, we could be doing this right now. If we, if you hadn't done that, you'd be in the Marines right now. You know, but yes. Marines rejected him because they were like, ooh. Yeah, I can't. This have is that. a lot of paperwork to do for this kid. You know, right. is he worth it? And I really, you know, yeah. I had to pull some strings to get him. We got him in, but and he's he's done great since then. But Good. but to me, the life lesson was exactly what you said that nothing is private, and that yes. you have to have a filter. I mean, I understand you have feelings about things or you have whatever, but you know, social media is, is not a safe place. <laughs> it's a very important place for a lot of people, employers, yes, you know. Military people, uh, law enforcement. Ex-wives, ex-husbands. Everybody. I mean, <laughs> Lawyers. You know, yes. Yeah. It's your presentation. It's, it's it, Yeah. You know, and so you have to be very, just very careful. Right. And, and I think the other thing was the filter. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And I'm still discussing it to this day. There's still posts. Now. We're discussing it right now? <laughs> no, no, no. With him. Oh, really? With him on social oh, media. Oh, okay. In fact, we okay. just had an, arg- an argument because it was really? the three of us in the car. And, of course, my husband, now husband, defended him on this post. And I'm like, uh-uh, I, I'm sorry, inappropriate. Should right. not be, I, I get it, intense emotion about this, but no. Yeah, not. No bueno. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, the question about, sorry, I itch. Um, marriages, or you weren't even married, so when you're presented with this tough situation and because you guys parent so different. Mm-hmm. I wonder how did you guys get on the same page as far as you stepped out and you took the lead? And did you, were you ever like, come on, boyfriend? Like, was that hard for you to be non judgmental about how he was stepping up as the bio parent? And, you know, because I think when tough situations arise with our children, how one how I would do things is very different than how it is done between him and his ex. They parent completely different. Mm-hmm. And it is that, like, step in, let go, die on this hill, not right. die on this hill, accept what, I mean, how do you guys, how did you do that dance in this tough situation? It was a very disjointed dance. We, was it? We argued intensely. It was very intense because I was like uh, – in the hell am I going through this right now? Right. You know, I mean, did you feel alone? And you pro- did you feel alone? I no, I didn't feel alone, but I felt um, I felt like I I didn't deserve it. It was like mm. more, more like it was my more like a pity kick. Like my kids are grown; they there's no issues with them, and now yeah, I'm they were out of the house, and, and, and then yeah. he's having a hard time dealing with it. And why am I right here in the middle of it? And then I took the lead because you know I'm a driver that way. That's what I do. But um, yeah, I was I was more about me like. Like unfair, yeah, yes. it's totally unfair to me right now, um, and it made me look at our relationship thinking, okay, I'm not doing this with him. There's just no way. It's just I, you know, but then I, you know, again, I th- I think the whole part about I I loved my stepson very deeply, and it was like, okay, this is a learning experience. Well, you said you had said also that um, his mom wasn't around for any of this and wasn't in the picture. How did is she uh, explain that dynamic because it sounds more like you were mom in this situation than his own biological mother was. Yeah, she was just not present. She was going through um, her own stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 There was some mental illness and she was going through her thing. So you just, you had to step up and be mom for this. I felt like I needed to. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was a calling. Yeah. Okay. There, that was definitely an instinctual push for me. I knew that I had to jump on that because I felt like it was going to, yeah. it was going to change the way he viewed women. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's actually what I'm thinking about as you're saying that. Do you think that made an impact on the outcome where he is now in life because you said he's in the military now he's kind of fulfilled his dreams i'm sure he's had a lot more hurdles and hoops to jump through to get there but do you think by you stepping up and being i mean you weren't technically stepmom at the time but you were you played the role Mm -hmm. do you think that made a difference an outcome for him i think it made a huge difference yeah and again, that's not meant to be a, a pat on the back. I no, I'm that asking. I, that's I, I want to know. The that. intention that I had f- was fulfilled. Right. In other words, uh, what I did, because I, I had the feeling that it was going to influence him, and right. it, timing was impeccable, yeah. and I think it, it worked very well. Um, he's I very well adjusted. He's, he's, I mean, he's so great about communicating, and um, yeah, it's it's been great. Well, well the rea- yeah. I'll say the reason I'm even asking that, though, is because a lot of people think that their role as a step parent is very minimal. They feel that well, how exactly how you felt at the beginning. Yeah. Why me? This is unfair. Right. Why am I going through this? And they do Why this. do I have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so many parents. They brush they brush it off and step back and yep. Yep. you're your show. And you stepping in, but that just yeah. this is kind of a, a testament to how important it is as us as step parents or in the step parent role we have a we have friends we have a lot of listeners that are in the role of a step parent but not actually a step parent yet you know Mm -hmm. and this shows that i mean it's it's not all fun and games this isn't all dating No, there are no fun and games (laughs) there's (laughs) no fun i mean now just now i mean eight years i mean there's been some sprinkled intermittent fun and games but yeah but i mean literally now we're getting to see that with them being adults, yeah. yeah. Now the rewards come. Well, and it's an interesting thing because I I talked about this a f- couple few weeks ago, but um, um, I'm reading the five love or the love languages of blended families. Oh, they have a blended families one. They do because I got the teenager one when oh, we were together. So good. Yes. So there's a blended family one. Yes. So get it if you haven't. I I will do a book review when I'm finished with it. But in that book, that you know, it's like you have to. It takes five to seven years. To get to you feel and blended, we you and I were discussing before we came on air, air is a terrible word yes, for this. It is a terrible word. It doesn't explain it. It's not blended. Everyone's like, "Well, I'm not blended." Well, no shit. Yeah, like it's right. not. It it's not a blend. It it's not forever. a blend. But whatever. Well, here we are. It's the word that was deemed to these kinds of families. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it takes like that five to seven years, I think, for to relax into something that it can evolve into uh, something that feels a little more natural, a little more easy, a little more like that. You everybody wants that natural family feel. Yeah, and that cohesiveness and that you not you know. Um, but it, and so it's interesting, like you, you push through, you did your time mm-hmm. and you're, you're able to see on the other side, like now there is the fun and some games and connections and mm-hmm. blessings and. Well, that's what, that's, r- I'm know. really, I'm thinking about that because you're like, there is no fun. It's just uh, sprinkled well, in. I'm being a little sarcastic. No, I know yeah. you are. Because that's know where I'm at. Th- I'm like, a, I was a lot feeling of people, that. Uh, I know so many people <laughs> feel like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
if you sit down and you're honest with yourself and you're like, because I, I think a lot of people question their paths. Mm-hmm. They're like, did I take the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Was all of this worth it? At the end of the day, do you regret your path? Or are you like, I think I was meant to do this. This is where I'm supposed to be. Uh, number two. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I totally think that's where I was meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, again, out of love. I You know, I fell in love with their dad. And I knew what came with that. Right. And, right. Uh, and yeah, we just we just navigate and we're continuing to navigate through it with yeah. adult children. I mean, it's just it like we said, it doesn't yeah. end, no. you know, and there let's, are challenges. Let's go back to you use a term browbeating and making it all about like that situation. And so everything was a consequence of like my life and your dad's life and our mm-hmm. life is a consequence now mm-hmm. of this decision mm-hmm. that you made. Right. And so to get out of that spot eventually is hard. But then I'm wondering how that affects, like, other kids. Like, um, meaning when another kid has a mistake, is there a comparison going on between kids now of, like, is it, is it, do we still compare? Like, because both, <laughs> I mean, we do this, like, you know, we started we a conversation. Grace, uh, we started what? a conversation the other night at oh, dinner gosh. about one kid, and it completely turned into the other kid, and Which that's just where it stayed. Right, <laughs> it's right. like it's not what we were talking about. That's right. not what the conversation was or yeah. the subject. But it does become like tit for tat. So now you, you have go. a child who has done something, and you know, is there grace extended for a kid maybe having another issue? Because what I've learned. Especially right now, we're going through some things uh, with kids, mm-hmm. particularly mine. But um, it is like they all have their own issues. And it's all in their own, in, it's all hard in their own little worlds. Like mm-hmm. for one child, this issue is devastating. Right. But that issue is different from this child. And it's right. hard not to get into this like, well, you extended grace here. So hello, it's right. time right. over here or why is it okay for someone to get, a, I don't know, the tit-for-tat thing? Because you yeah, do have this big thing. we call it the tangential tit-for-tat conversation. Oh. We have it quite often in our household. So how do you, how does it go? How do you get through we it? We spend a lot of money on therapy. Do you? Does are you it guys help? Th- are you guys therapy? Oh, my gosh, we have to. Yeah. Okay, otherwise, we'd be divorced. So what is the biggest takeaway you've gotten from therapy with the tit-for-tat so far? It's typically not about what the kid is doing. Or not doing okay. It's that's about irrelevant. It's about how we're dealing with it, yep. how we're communicating it. Your reactions. The, yes, um, you know it goes back to the consequence thing, the difference in parenting thing, the communication thing. I mean, it's it's just about the way we communicate. We allow ourselves to escalate the issue. For sure, I see Why that. Why are that's you a, looking well, at me when she's talking about this? <laughs> He's like staring at me. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Because what that's what we're always talking about. We're always talking about two weeks ago, man, uh, the, on our podcast. That's what we were talking about. It's about that communication. Yeah. I always, I always tout communication because that is truly the only way that Julie and I get back on the same wavelength about anything. Is it's not me shutting down and walking away. It's not yeah. you talking to me in your bossy voice. It's not. It. You know what I mean. It's right. us stopping going you know what we're on the same team we need to talk about this we need to while you're talking i'm listening and vice versa and it's us getting that communication back in check 
and yeah. that's what makes everything better. Well, and the, but the tit for tat thing is is really really hard, mm-hmm. and so um, I don't know. I, I give me all the nuggets. I have an uh, yeah. That's that's my kryptonite. I think is that when it has to go to tit for tat because I feel like he is treating his kids differently mm-hmm. than he treats my kid about the same intensity issue. Okay. So we have to define, is it the same intensity? That's the first layer, right? right. And we both say, yeah, it's the same. You know, there's this little game we play you now. So so what you say on the average of a scale of one to five, you'd say that's about a three. Yeah, I'd say it's about a three. Okay, great. Okay, so we're both on the same page. All right, yeah. now, so-and-so, and see, my stepson has the anchor as far as the, <laughs> he's the issues. He's yeah, he's, <laughs> he's scored really high on the, you know, you really <laughs> effed up, you know, thing. So, um, so anyway... Kid does X. We agree. It's the, this intensity, right? Right. And then, the you know, the question is, okay, so we did this when this one did this in- intensity. So why are we not doing that for your kid at that same intensity? Well, I, f- I feel like I am. I'm like, well, you're not. Right. And there's no accountability. And then this is where I get, see, because I'm all about fairness for all, right? Yep. Yep. So yep. if you do yep. something wrong and you do something wrong, then you both are going to get the same treatment. Yeah. Uh, and so it works. That's her singing voice here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and beep that out for you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's probably now. Now that's our big fight. Um, hmm. If we're gonna fight that, and we're working on de-escalating the intensity of it because it is it is. When we get into it, we're like two pit bulls, man. I, see, I feel like you don't want to get into a fight with Lisa. Like, she'll punch you out. <laughs> well, I think, though, it's you're a mama data bear. Like, you do For not. Sure. Like, when we're talking about kids, that's a whole new level. When right. you're talking about someone else's child, and there is that thing, like, I'm yeah, sorry, you're still, even though stepmom and stepdad and we love everyone and, and everything, it is like, do not talk about, like, that's still my kid. Julie. <clears throat> well, and I, I gotta be honest with you, Julie. I, I'm Are not, you not like that. I'm not so much like that. I'm okay. not like I'm not biased about my kid. I Just believe you I me. Need to work on that. I've heard a lot about my, one of my kids from him, from my husband. Mm. Um, and granted, there's been some frustrating things that have been done or not done on yeah. on her end, and uh, he gets extremely frustrated. And mm-hmm. so we have to have this conversation, right? And I'm like, yep, I got it. Nope, I totally understand. Yeah, she could have done that better. She could have done that. Period. She shouldn't have done that, whatever the case may be. Right. right. Um, but I think, you know, what is it? Equal time for the crime or equal whatever right. it is? Yeah, you yeah, for sure. Gosh. This is where I ha- yeah, are wrong. this is what this is where I have the issue because I, I think it's unfair, it's it's biased behavior. Mm. And yeah. I, I have a, I have an issue with that. Yeah, I, I wonder I because I so you know I I coach blended family people. And so one of the things that I get curious about with them, because the tit for tat thing is hard and it's everyone. So it's, it's something that's universal. I think it's easy to do in a trap we fall into. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can't, and I'm, I don't know, I, I need to, I'm curious with people, like, why can't every child be their own person and each, I, each incident be isolated and when and so what happens like he was saying when we talk and it starts off with one child and we end at another child, it's kind of like working on keeping it incident 
based only for this child. Because I will say with discipline even, what works for one kid discipline-wise doesn't work for the other kids. So fairness kind of does go out the window because I can't discipline my son and my daughter the same. Well, maybe what the key to this is then is you're right. Each kid gets treated on uh, based on ha- their based on their situation and the incident that occurred. And that yeah. But but always consistently a consequence. There Whatever that consequence is defined as for that kid, for that incident. Right. What resonates with that child. Right. Because if I right. took away books from a child, take <laughs> yeah. away all my books. But a child who reads is an avid reader and you right. take books away, right. that's going to sting. Right. You know, and so it's kind of just like um, I try to tell people that it's, you know, we need to focus on an an incident in an isolated Kind of like a vacuum. I guess that's a bad way of putting it. Vacuums because suck. Because really, what happened with another kid? Wah, wah. Yeah, dad for joke. That. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, he doesn't have buttons for I himself. Do. I have Only my own me. buttons. You want to hear? Yeah. Want to hear my own button? Here, oh ready? God. You heard that right. This is, this is my life. Okay. You guys want to hear that again? Okay. My life. That's about a one. You have another button? <laughs> I probably do. You have Let's a see. Wah, wah. Let's see what else do we have. <laughs> so maybe oh, you don't want to know our buttons or his buttons. I have no. Oh, button. Press more buttons. No, no. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, you're thank you for those. I two. don't know, but then it's like you know, just everything else is off the table. We're dealing with this, and that's it, and that's it. Yeah. And we don't get to talk well, about and, and anything rules, else. You're right. And then the rules are the boundaries are right. No other kids. Maybe that's what I should do too. No, uh, no, other, no kids. other kids. Like it doesn't even matter because what what my stepdaughter did. It doesn't affect this situation. Like, what she did is it's its own thing, and this child is their own person, and let's get through this and not – doesn't matter what anyone else did. It I doesn't – I don't well, know. It's just like I have I, to say that's a weakness for me because I, I catch myself saying, and I know I say this a lot to him, and it drives him nuts. I mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm always saying what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah, mm. but comparison is a thief of joy. It <laughs> And that is a saying for a reason it is. in all of life. I know. Because I'm, you know, if I'm always comparing myself to his brilliant looks, I'm always going to be really sad oh that I don't God. look so good. <laughs> but it is. But it, and right. I think in step parenting, that too, like we're comparing um, each other's children and, and each other's, you know, but even the kids don't have it fair because their other house is different. Right. So, like, my, our children's other homes are so different that their experiences they come back with are so different and it's not fair no like it's true it's a very good point like blended family is the farthest thing from fair and i've really that's hard for me because i'm the person at christmas all kids have to have the same amount spent there's equal number of presents under the tree so nobody feels like they got more and he's like his head explodes like why can't we just buy the kids what they want and if it's a little bit more for one kid great if the kid's happy with less they're happy. They're, the happiness is like Why can't whatever. I ever win? Why it's can't relative. I ever win? It's all relative. Yeah. No, that, yeah. but it's just it's interesting because yeah. it's a hard. It's a hard. It's hard. It's retraining. Well, and also Julie and comes from an only child situation, <laughs> so oh my God. she's yeah, very like the worst thing. F- like he always brings us up. Like well, I'm because broken because I'm an only child. I didn't child. say you're broken. No, I was no, no, raised no. as an only child. Were I you? had three siblings. Yeah, but because they were so much, they were nine, 11, 13 years so old than I was. Yeah, you weren't raised so I was in raised the same home. That's my dad. That's my dad's. That's my dad's situation yeah. also. And yeah. I have a half sibling. 
There you go. Steve. Yeah, but will he admit it? <laughs> Whatever. He loves you. I don't. What tangent are you on right yeah. now? Mm. Tit for tatter. Uh, yeah, I know. I call it eye for an eye. This is uh, her game, yeah. eye for an eye. Yeah, that gets played often. Um, but you say that. I'm just going back to the hard conversation because I just want to be serious now. <laughs> you say, you say that this is still one of your struggles, but you how real quickly? How old are your kids again? Uh, 22, 25, 25, 29. So they're all in their 20s. 20s. But you say one of your one of your biggest problems right now, not biggest problems, but one of the things you guys argue the most about. When you fight, it's about the kids. Right. So it is right. one of my biggest problems. This shit never ends, really. But this is what I'm saying, okay, though. They're that's in the, they're what all I did I not say that in episode one? Well, I'm just like, it's hitting me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> okay, I'm like, well. I'm still on the beach with my fucking umbrella. <laughs> Stop raining on my day. Oh <laughs> I'm just gosh. kidding. Yeah. It doesn't end. Um, so how is this still your biggest problem, you know, with them being all at that age? Because my, the eldest kid of the bunch okay. um, is actually living on a property with us. Okay. I mean, she doesn't live with us in the house. Right. She, she has her own space. She has her tent out back. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Two-man tent. Yeah. No, no. She has a very nice trailer, actually. Very nice, nice okay. trailer. Um, and because that's what's so cool right now, you know. That's the thing. Tiny yeah. living. It's Lucky her. all about. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And kids. But stuff. Uh, she has a son. So we have a grandson. Okay. He's absolutely the apple of my eye. Oh, I bet. I bet. And, um, but anyway, uh, that gets, it's very interesting um, and this is going to be a, turning into a very vulnerable conversation right now. Okay. So I'm acknowledging that right now because okay. I'm, I'm about to go there. This is this is my issue. Okay. This is this is the now present issue. Is that you're right? They're all adults, so why would you still be arguing about? Yeah. It? So on occasion when let's say my daughter does something that's is expected of her, she doesn't do it or whatever right. the case may be. Um, somehow, the grandson gets attached to that. And so then the treatment of our grandson is different. Than the kids? And you want to talk about pissing me off. (laughs) That is not fair. Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah. So that's what we're dealing with now is the aftermath of that. Yeah. So it's blended family grandparenting, all partially. Yeah. And why, see, to me, why does a kid kid mm. have any part of that they're innocent to me yeah. yeah yeah that's tough that's a whole nother layer yeah of like you know, my husband's calling me right now i'm wondering if he's watching if he's <laughs> he's got the, the esp that, yeah, yeah he's like what on. yeah i heard what you said yeah. yeah what uh, yeah well and it's interesting i know somebody who's a step who who has um a grandchild and the there's a step grandpa and he just hates being a step grandpa, and they're working through that. Like yeah. he doesn't acknowledge. Oh, really? the, and how do you not acknowledge a child? But pe- not that this is your situation. I'm just saying, like, even when you think that, to your guys's point, this never ends, right? Kids grow up, and then grandkids get introduced, and right. I feel like you don't know how you're gonna feel or deal until you're in it. Right. So it's not even anything you can dream like I don't know how I'm going to be as a grandparent or even as a step grandparent like are you going to feel bonded and connected or is it going to like you don't you don't know because that just becomes another layer of this blended family atmosphere like for instance 
your pa- your parents and my parents treat our kids both very differently. Mm-hmm. Like our our children are, and I don't know if it's ever really been an issue, but our kids are treated differently by each set of parents. So, so that being said, each grandparent or set of grandparents grandparent differently in our blended family so it's just mm-hmm. another one of those added yeah. and i'll say it like my mom nuance. is really close to my kids not so close to your children right like at all mm-hmm. and it's that's and that's been hard yeah but then you do the eye that's for an been eye hard. thing, and then then my mom she's like treats them all the same she's a lot like her she wants them to all have the same amount of presents and the same price point and they're mm-hmm. all you know um you but see why children are highly overrated? Oh, my God. I do. Gosh, well, it just, it, it carries on. And I will say, like, my mom even says, as a as a grandma, she's like, well, I've been with your kids since birth, mm-hmm. since day one. I know them. We have a bond. Right. And it's like, with, with your kids, it's not, well, it's there's not. a lot of reasons. But, I, you know, like, his daughter has never lived with us. So even when they have come over, she's there. She they don't know his daughter really at all. Yeah, not much. And I don't even know your daughter really that well at all because she's just never been. Yeah, she was more. Around. She was close to adulthood and then now lives on, on her, her own. own. And so yeah. it's just. But there's all these very. This I'm talking about all the variables. Variables and everyone is valid. Like my right. mom is valid in her reasoning, even though right. it may hurt and it may be like, well, I would do that different. Right. Right. But. Her reasoning, when you sit down and talk of to her, it's super valid. Like you for can't sure. make a heart feel something if there's no connection and, or opportunity for it. But you're expected to behave in such ways that alludes to it's equality. In your box. And the same with like you know, and it's 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 hard. But everyone has like a, their own valid map where they're operating out of, even if it's not, even if it causes conflict. I, I would say. I have a hard time with this one. I yeah, really do. yeah, I know. Because my it's my grandson yeah. is the bread end of it now, and and I that's unfair I for sure, for yeah. sure. I I hear three. I mean, I, I don't I disagree with that I actually. Feel, yeah, and I you know it's it's a struggle. I don't know I don't know where to go with it. So what I did instead was I said, okay, listen, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. But I I want to spend time with him. I want to spend time every minute with him that I can. Right. And so you know if I want to take him somewhere, I mean obviously I'll invite you to go. But you not going isn't going to stop me. You not going is not going to stop I'm still going to do my thing. And that is how you were with his daughter. Right. Because it's for my own sanity. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my shit. Right. And destroy yeah. probably a marriage. Yeah. Oh, totally. Completely. So this Completely, is you protecting your marriage as out of love, actually. Right. But I got to tell you, it's hard. I have my days where I judge him on this. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I have to really you're be human. careful. Yeah, know, that's what I was about I to say. To you're careful. human. Like that's, that's, just, that's, how, that's how we do. We but, live in judgment. Yeah. But yeah. training ourselves to not live in judgment or extend grace or. Or eye on the prize. Yeah, right. all of it. All of it. And, and she just said again? there's, she said so there's I no prize. I get quality time, yeah. my grandson. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you get that's quality time and you have, your, you have an intact marriage. I mean, because I mean, I could, we could have blown up our marriage. Ten minutes ago. That was about 25. At but this really, point. like at the end of the day, it's that am I going to die? Right. Is our marriage going to die on this hill? Right. right. Or are we going to kind of like side? Are we going to like try to figure out a way where yeah, it's okay? Right. And this is like 
you know, I don't know on the others because here's really cool. Like they're gonna, there's going to be the other side of this, just right. like there was the other side of your stepson and his mm-hmm. thing there, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually there's going to be, you're going to be on the other side of this. And it's going to be interesting to keep in mind that on the other side of everything is goodness. Right. Right. What that looks like is unimaginable, maybe. Right, right, right. But. Because I think if we start from love. Yes. For the kid. Yes. Wh- whatever kid, whomever it is. So right. smart. If we start from there. Yes. It's a win-win. Yes. Right? Yes. So when we were talking about this, and you guys are talking about all the all the different, uh, uh, just for lack of a better term, tangential relationships, <laughs> right? So you've got the grandparents now. We superimpose the grandparents on it, right? Right. Yes. So your parents treat the blended family differently than your parents treat the kids, right? Yes. And I, as you guys are talking, my perspective went right to the kids, and I'm thinking, okay, so these kids are going back and forth to parents' households, yes. and then when the grandparents get superimposed, right. then they're treated differently. I mean, what a mind. Yep. Yep. F. Yep. Here, I'll just blast it Thank for you. you. There it goes. There it is. Seriously. I mean, I'm thinking about the kids, how yeah. they process this, oh, like how they feel accepted, how they feel loved, well, how they, they feel. They all process it differently. Like, for instance, um, you know, my my son calls the other grandparents by their first names. Her daughter, I think for the most part, calls them by their first names or grandma and grandpa and then their first names. And then her son calls them grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas my daughter um, calls my parents grandma and grandpa and hers by their first name. So mm-hmm. it's all it's a it's a big dynamic of just differentness because they're all even though they're all in the same situation, they're all having their own experiences. Right, exactly, because they're all individuals. And yeah. I think to myself, how do they process that? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just calling what i'm talking about how do they process the different demonstrative or lack of demonstrative love from grandparents you know that extra layer i mean it's just so yeah well i mean even with parents right absent parents and parents who relinquish custody like how in the hell do you not want to see your children like that blows my mind i could not imagine but there's so many parents who are like Later. This is too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And kids have to, they don't have a say in that. Right. You know, and it is like the consequence of feeling abandoned on some level. Right. Whether it's for self-betterment or self-growth on the other parent's part or whatever it is. Like saying goodbye is abandonment. Right. Literally by definition. Right. And I I totally agree. There was a, a, recently we were at church and our pastor said, Um, pose the question that in each situation you're to ask yourself and you're going to like this. um, What does love require of me right now? So every situation you're in, I'm like, that is so cool because sometimes like love is a choice and love is a verb. So it's all feeling. So it's like in every situation and maybe that's how you isolate situations instead of tit for tat, like in this situation with this child we need to ask ourselves, what does love require of us now? Nothing else matters. We're, nothing else is open for discussion. Right. We're talking about you and me and this child right now. Right. And what does love require of us? Because if it is all about love, and that's where we're operating out of, let's get to the nitty gritty on what that is. Right. Can we get rid of the kid making an action word? 
such a dude. <laughs> I'm with you. You have you have holes on this table. Yeah, I have lo- yeah. Yeah. you have lots of holes on this splinters, table. Splinters, splinters, splinters. <laughs> anyway, ouch. Well, this has been interesting. This is this is a fun conversation. We'd love to have you back on I the show. I back. just I feel like she's full of so much knowledge from a different perspective than you or I are at and um well I don't know about that but but, but very relatable to everyone so yeah um if you guys enjoyed this and like this please comment if you have any questions for Lisa um write into us or just go find her on the chick crew and um they're right here on YouTube we're gonna put a link to their page down below um her and Joni are just a ton of fun um, and we're, we're still getting our groove. We're still getting, we are. we're getting going, but you guys are going to see it the m- immediately. You're going to be like, this is fun. These, these chicks are fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also I want to point out before we close out, it takes a lot for, and I'm getting all listen. <laughs> okay. It takes a lot for anyone to come on a podcast or a YouTube series and be vulnerable and open up and share their story. So I would also ask that you guys extend grace. If you didn't love this, that's fine. If you disagreed, cool. But maybe you just click and move on and not, especially with, I mean, with Eric and I, whatever. But when we have guests on, I'm asking our audience to just be gracious and kind and leave those great encouraging comments and then keep nasty ones to yourself. I'm kind of, I want to be protective of guests that come on our show and, and not open up you know, yeah. so if you didn't love it, that's fine. Don't recommend it. Don't subscribe. Move past <laughs> it. But there's it. Don't make unnecessary hate yeah. or negative comments, please. About especially about someone who's so wonderfully coming on oh, and sharing. Well, thank you. Her thank you. life that's already you know. Did you have fun? I had way I mean, fun. Did you? Fun. Okay. <laughs> that's not even a proper. <laughs> that's fun not the right word. But there is I no fun. fun. There is no <laughs> blended fun. Sprinkled no, in. No, no, no. I had I'm way fun. Kidding. It was okay. just Good. not grammatically correct the way I said it. That's, oh. yeah. Oh. Definitely yeah, had a great time. What did you call it? Grammarist? I'm a grammarian. 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 Yes. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> Arr. Arr. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you. Like, subscribe, leave those comments, and uh, we'll be back next week. Nice Thanks, comments. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.